Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast for those of you that are new to the show first time listeners my name is hunter lowry i'm a financial advisor i live in auburn california about 45 minutes north of sacramento and i work with an independent wealth management firm called sierra ridge wealth management and really guys my goal is to create a customized strategy for you to help you reach all of your financial goals so I want to talk to you guys today about this sweet fence that we built out at the ranch. We, we have a ranch that it's about 20 minutes south of the Sacramento airport. Um, it's a family ranch. It gets leased out to some farmers. They, they farm out there. There's a bunch of sand. There's a guy that sells a bunch of sand out of there. And we keep about, I don't know, 30 head of cows out there so we can raise new rope and steers for the next year. But anyway, so my dad's been telling us for a while now, guys, we got to go build this fence. Like we got to get out there. We got to get this fence built. So we have a, a catch pin, you know, where we bring the cows in to sort them and to ship them out of there. It is really small, or it was really small, and it was a little bit janky. So the pasture that they're in is only 100 acres or so. It's not a huge pasture, but they are a pain in the butt to get into this catch pen. They just won't go in there because there's these a bunch of trees over to the left side of the catch pen that once they get in those trees, you're done. You can't catch them anymore. There's just no chance. So those suckers, they know. like They're getting close to the catch pen. We think we got them. Like We can they can see the opening they got to go in and they just dart to the trees and it's game over. Uh, so frustrating. So, you know, my dad's been telling us, guys, we got to get some more cows out of here. So we got to build this catch pin so we don't need 400 guys horseback uh, to be able to get them into the catch pin. We should be able to do it with just two or three guys easily. And, you know, building a fence, it's not like the most exciting thing in the world. So we were like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, oh, but this weekend, you know, we got this roping to go to and, uh, next weekend, oh, it's raining and it's, you know, all the excuses in the book have come out, but so we, we haven't got the fence in in a while. It's just been hanging over our heads that we just got to get this sucker done. Well, we went out yesterday on a Wednesday and finally got the fence done and holy cow, the day it did not start out great. I had one job before we got to the ranch. All I was supposed to do was order burritos from the little taco shop on the way to the ranch and pick them up and meet my dad out there. Well, there's two different burrito places that we go to. There's one burrito place that is on the way towards Sacramento that we go to a lot when we're going to ropings. And then there's the other burrito place that's on the way to the ranch that we go to, obviously, when we're headed out to the ranch. But these two burrito places are like 45 minutes or an hour apart from each other in the opposite directions. So I don't, I don't really know why I did this, but I typed in the wrong burrito place into my Google Maps and I called the wrong shop, ordered like eight burritos. And then when we got to the correct burrito place, we walk in and I'm like, hey, I, I ordered some burritos for, for pickup. And he says, uh, I only had one order for one burrito. And my heart just sank. I was like, oh, crap. I bet I called the wrong place. And I looked at my phone and, yep, I called the wrong burrito shop. So then I had to order their burritos there. And it took about an extra 20, 25 minutes out of the day. So I was already late to go building the fence, which 
you know, when my dad says we're going out to, to do something and, and you're not showing up on the time that you're supposed to, it does not, not the perfect start that I was looking for. <laughs> In the back of my mind, I was like, ah, maybe it's worth it to just skip the burritos. I'll just starve today, but at least I'll show up on time. But oh, well, we, we got through that part. So we finally got out there. We got out to the ranch and we had to, to walk the the excavator, we used an excavator to pound the posts into the ground. And then we used a little bobcat to pick up all the posts and move things around. So we had three or four tractors out there. My little brother was driving the motor grader around, fixing up roads. So it takes a while to drive all those big pieces of equipment out to where we were actually building the fence. So we finally got everything out there. And then things went super smoothly. We got in a pretty good rhythm. You know, I was getting posts and panels and bringing them over. And then our buddy Justin was helping me get them lined up. And we were just kind of boom, 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 going through it. And all of a sudden, I bet we had the whole, the bigger catch pin built in, I don't know, probably three hours or so. It went way quicker than I thought it was going to. So basically, we built this bigger catch pin um, around the old small catch pin we had so that there was a bigger opening, and at least if we could get them into this bigger opening, then we could funnel them into our smaller catch pin that we were using originally. But still, that smaller one was pretty janky. So, you know, we, we kind of thought that we were on the end of the day after we had finished the bigger catch pin, but my dad said, hey, you know, since we're all here and we got all this equipment out, out here already, let's just fix the little catch pin too. So we started with that. We moved all the panels around different there was one side of the fence that was just barbed wire, and if we had a really waspy calf, they could probably jump it if they really wanted to. So we put some bigger, taller panels up on that side and just made it look a lot cleaner, just fixed it all up real nice. So once it was all done, my dad said, okay, we brought three horses. We're going to test this out. My little sister, Justin, my buddy, and myself, we went out horseback, and we went to go get these cows that are just so, so stubborn and, and hate going in there. So we walk out first time and we're pushing them in, pushing them over, and we get them right in front of the bigger catch pin area, right in front of the gate. We got them surrounded and we're just screaming and hollering and, and put, putting pressure on them, trying to get at least just one to go in that dang gate because once one of them does, then all the rest will follow. But they just turned right around and ran right to the trees, just, just like they were doing before. And then they did that four more times. They still beat us. <laughs> <laughs> and about, we're all getting kind of frustrated. You know, it's a pain in the butt when they, they keep getting that close and then they just get away every single time. But try five, the fifth try. My little sister, she's pretty funny. She was like, you know, maybe we should try a, a different technique because obviously this whole screaming and yelling thing is getting them all stressed out. Like maybe we need to just give them the silent treatment so they know that we're angry at them and then they'll listen. <laughs> so we're pushing them along and we're getting close to the opening again. And then I just started whistling at them. I'm a really horrible whistler, whistler, side note. So sometimes I just literally like to practice my whistling out there to see if I can even do it. <laughs> so I'm whistling at these cows and all of a sudden they're just going almost like perfectly in a straight line, just walking right towards the fence or right towards the opening of the gate. And my little sister, Carly, she said, keep whistling, Hunter. You're a cow whisperer like you got them. And so I'm just whistling and whistling. And then they just walked in perfectly smooth right in there. They didn't even try to beat us to the trees that time. So I'm thinking, you know, as a side hustle, I may just have to be uh, a cow whisperer, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. But we got them in there. It worked. I mean, that's what the goal was to be able to do it with two or three people. And we got the cows where we wanted them to go. So it was awesome. 
it was just really nice to be done with it. You know, we've been putting it off and kind of procrastinating and it's finally done. It's, it's not hanging over our heads anymore. And, and it worked. I mean, everything was successful. So it's just out of the way now, out of the picture. And you know, this same sort of procrastination, it, it comes into play when you're thinking about your finances too. I mean, how many people are excited to wake up and go over their financial plan and budgeting and investments and insurance and, and make sure that all their ducks are in a row in that aspect? I, I mean, besides myself, I, I don't think that many people are just all hyped up to go do that. It's kind of one of those things that, oh, I'll get to it later. It's raining today. I'm tired. Uh, it, it'll always be there. But right now is such an important time to take advantage of this, guys. I keep telling you, this sort of an opportunity just doesn't present itself very often. I mean, going over your financial plan and making sure your investments are set up correctly, it's always important to do. But in a time like this, it's almost more than ever important to go over these things and to just finally take advantage of what's going on and, and look at what your current situation is and just make sure that you're prepared for everything that can happen. You probably heard me say this in the interview with Garrett. If you haven't listened to that, those episodes, go and check them out. We had a great interview together, but just came up in conversation. I actually wasn't even thinking about talking about it. Um, I had a client come on about a month and a half ago, but over the last month, we made 30% for him, which is just crazy, crazy numbers, right? I mean, a lot of people are happy with 8% a year. And I'm not saying at all that this is you know, the norm and that if you come on and work with me right now, you're going to make 30% in a month. That that was obviously a, a crazy case, but it was somebody that, that saw the potential of what the market was giving. He realized that there need, he needed to have a sense of urgency right now, and we just got things going, you know? It could have been so easy for him to just be like, yeah, you know, we can do it later. These opportunities will be here for a while. I don't really feel like it right now, but no, he just took action right now, and then he saw the results. And obviously also, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different case. This was a very high risk tolerance and, and things worked out well. It was great timing. Not all clients are going to be seeing huge gains like that. But that being said, this is such a key time, like I keep saying, to talk with someone about reallocating, reviewing and making sure you're set up to take advantage of what's going on right now. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you have some goals that are coming to fruition soon and you need to be ramping back a little bit. I mean, these times ahead of us are going to be volatile. For people that have a more long-run perspective, I think that it's an okay time to be more aggressive and take advantage of some of these opportunities. But if, the, if your goals are coming to fruition soon and you're not a long-term investor right now, then you need to be re reallocating and relooking to make sure that you're not going to be hurt really bad by short-term volatility that we have been seeing every single week. I believe it's going to continue to happen. So guys, moral of the story, what I want to talk about is don't procrastinate on this anymore. Talk with someone and make sure that you're prepared for what's going on. And obviously, I would love to help you do that. So if you want to talk with me, head over to my website at hunterlowry.com. There's a button, a tab right at the top of my website where you can schedule a call and jump on my personal calendar right now. And also, guys, if you want to stay up to date and be updated on every single time that there's a new episode posted, make sure that you subscribe to the show. And also, I'd really, really appreciate it if you could go and, and rate and review the show. Whether you like it or not, all good. Just let me know what you think. Keep staying positive during all this stuff also, guys. I know that there's probably some of you with some pretty pretty crazy circumstances going on and, and some hard times, but things are going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep saying it, and, and they just, I know they will. Things are going to turn around. We'll be back to normal, and everything's going to be all right. I've told you guys this before, but one of my mentors, Sam Crowley, he always says, there's three stages that you can be in. You're either going into a struggle, you're in the middle of the struggle, or you're coming out of a struggle. So just keep that in mind, guys. It helps put things in a pretty good perspective. Hey, as always, really appreciate you tuning in and listening. Appreciate all the support, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.